0: Be intentional about your business, where you want to be in the future, and then bring in those people that not necessarily teach you, but can guide or show you through their own actions.
1: Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm
2: your host, Jeremy Marcott, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Hi, Matt. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, today we have Shelly Zavitz here to talk about her book. Hi, Shelley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, we got a Southern Bell. So I thought you that's were from little, the north, not. Yeah, the south. that's that's we're just gonna get right into that. So she's lying to us already. Um, <laughs> great start. So you moved to the US from Canada.
0: I did. What yep. part of Canada? I was in Vancouver, BC.
2: And why did you decide to move here?
0: I came down for personal reasons. And then when I got here, I decided that I wasn't really interested in staying in broadcasting. I was in broadcasting, radio broadcasting. And I was like, well, what else am I really good at? And the other thing that I did when I was in Vancouver is I would buy condos and I would fix them up, like, cosmetically. And then it's not that I was a flipper. I was more just, I would hold if the market meant that I should, or I just got to know and feel... real estate was about. So when I was doing that discovery of, okay, I'm in a new place, what should I do? Real estate came up and I was like, it would be really nice to help other people build the thing that I was able to build kind of on accident. I made a bunch of mistakes. I bought my first place when I was 23, you know, so lots of time for growth there. Right.
2: (laughs) So other than you moving here and accidentally creating a real estate career, (laughs) <laughs> um which it it you say that now but in all reality you probably put a lot of work into it just building your brand building your person you know what you do and everything like that
0: I absolutely did I wrote the book basically. It's story time, by the way. It's not like I'm it's not a self-help book. It's meant to show people what it's like to build a startup business in real estate, because that's what you are. You're hanging your license with somebody, but it's all you. And just because you have a license doesn't mean you have a business.
3: What? The book is called My First Three Hundred and Sixty Five Days in Real Estate. Your first three hundred and sixty five days in real estate.
0: Yeah, how to build a brand starting with nothing. Because I knew four people when I moved to Portland, and I wanted a hundred percent referral business. Well, how do I do that? I don't know anyone. And so the book kind of just covers all of the things that I tried, the things that worked out, the things that did not work out. There was a bunch of those. And I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, this this is reality when you're in a startup business, you have to try different things. You have to put yourself out there in places that don't feel good. And there was a lot of that. So I just tried to cover for somebody who's a new agent or somebody who's thinking about to get into the business. This is what it is. It's not, I get to make my own hours and I'm going to make a million dollars. Right. You know, the average new agent makes, I think I read it was like $8,200.
2: $8,200 a year? Yeah, in their first year. In their first year. Gross.
0: And most agents drop out in the first six months because they don't start, with a startup budget so you have to have a mindset you know you are a startup business what do you need to start up well you need to be able to pay your personal expenses mm-hmm. for six months until you get your first check maybe
3: and an agent tell me that if you have a spouse who makes enough money to support all of the bills and yourself plus has extra for you to put into the business that's the time to get into real estate yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, it definitely feels that way. And I basically put aside a startup budget before I even got into it. Before I even took the exam, there was already an account that had money in it, and that was what I was going to use. And my marketing budget was so low. So low. (laughs) If not non-existent. I was just writing letters and doing it in a way that it was like pounding pavement. I didn't cold call because that's not in line with who I am and what my brand is, but it was more of connecting with people. And if I met somebody at a party, I would follow up. And do you want to hang out? Do you want to have coffee? Do you want to have dinner? And the more people that got to know me, that's how you organically build a brand, right? Shelly's trustworthy. Shelly really cares about your experience. She's not a transactional salesperson. And I really wanted to build that name. And then today I'm Happy to report I'm 100% referral
3: agent. Woohoo! Nice. Good
2: work. That's yeah. like the dream right there.
3: It is. And you know, any business that's starting up, if you start with nothing, it's pretty difficult. I know, like this business right now is actually, our hook digital marketing company is a merger of two previous businesses, both that started as part-time businesses while Scott and I were both contractors at other companies. Okay, cool. And we were building them on the side and then... We basically, I say we went out to get it done, but it's more like our contracts ended at the places we worked, and we were like, well, let's try and make enough money to survive. And then once we got working, we were separately doing it, and we started doing a lot of work together, and then we ended up merging them. And then it was... How do we get over the next hurdle, which is how do we hire people to help us, right? right? And then now, you know, there's, what, eight or nine of us now? I don't remember how many people we have. <laughs> I guess it depends if you count contractors or not. But. but
0: you have to agree that slow and steady builds foundations that Absolutely. last, right? And when you get into hard times, you kind of separately went through that, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, that didn't work. And then you figured it out. And then when you merged, do you not feel like you're kind of have that foundation that you need to get bigger?
3: I think originally when we were working, we had done a lot of kind of building personal relationships with people, but we hadn't really gone out with the intention to do it. Mm -hmm. We just kept meeting more people just through work and stuff like that. Right. But once we started to get really intentional about it is when it kind of turned from barely scraping by to now we're making money and we can hire people and we can grow our business. And I talk a lot about that in the book and start saying yes is it's about customer experience and customer service. But the end of it is how you turn that into referral business. And that's what that book was about is our experience in how to use customer experience and stuff to build a referral business.
0: Right, because everybody really, how do we make decisions? We make them emotionally, right? right? Who do we want to guide us? someone that we know, like, and trust. That's not. That's right. an old thing, right? I've been really stuck on the trust thing. I knew four people. I needed to overcome that objection immediately with people. How do I quickly get someone to trust me? That sounds really shallow. Right. I don't mean it like that. but Well, you're not tricking them into trusting you. Not at you. all. How you're do trying
3: I... to show them exactly. and display to them that you are trustworthy.
0: Exactly. And th- the way that I think that I did that the best was all of my marketing is about them it's never about me i mean there's of course you have to have proof of success and right. you know that's part of the equation but everything that i do is to show somebody what they can do to better themselves it's not about my brand my brand is just about helping you you know and my mentor says that if you do right by your client every single time The money just follows and I am living proof of that. She told me that really early on and I'm so grateful that I know that now. And I feel like transactional sales in real estate is in jeopardy because of the digital age we're starting in, not starting in, but you know, it's becoming more prevalent that if we don't change the way that we show our value, that we're replaceable.
3: I think that there is a very good chance that a lot of real estate agents are going to wake up in a year or two and go, what happened to my business?
0: Yeah.
3: And it's going to be the people who have not built that long term trusted relationship and proved the value to their clients Mm
0: -hmm.
3: where somebody else can come in and say, this is a transaction the same as buying a car or buying any piece of expensive equipment. Right. You know, so all you need is a computer system that will automatically figure out how to do all the paperwork and get you what it considers the best price. and that's my air quotes for people who can't see us.
0: Right.
3: Yeah, they should have made like there should be a word for air quotes that you can use like while you're talking.
0: Yeah. You know, or a so sound you can, we can just yeah, throw that in. You're like doo Do you want me to do it while you're doing? Air do quotes. quotes. <laughs> We're off track. Keep going. Right, right. <laughs>
3: Getting off track is pretty much what we do every single time. Oh, good! So, Perfect, nailed it. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> no worry there. We'll definitely go on track farther <laughs> or off track farther. So I saw an AI the other day. I say the other day, but it was like six months ago. It's an AI that negotiates real estate transactions. Mm-hmm. And I also saw somebody else said, "Well, what if we put the AI against the other AI because both people could lease the software? Mm-hmm. How does the transaction turn out? Mm-hmm. Well, they just." Immediately negotiate to whatever the middle price is between where they started. So there's, if either real estate agent didn't set the price correctly, then the other one got, their client got screwed. Right. Right. Because the AIs
2: will automatically negotiate down to the middle. Uh, Brutal.
0: Very brutal. (laughs) How is that in the best interest of anyone?
2: It's not. It's in the best interest of the realtor that's using it, right? Or wholesale purchasing, right? Yeah.
3: It's like how Zillow kind of, don't sue a Zillow, but I'm pretty sure that Zillow yeah, software is real estate no. agents. Um, <laughs> so, so the like buy it now price or whatever where they can mm-hmm. just buy it. You know. So real estate agents put all their data into the MLS system and then Zillow took their listings and put it into their software and then charged them to get the leads. And now they're circumventing realtors by allowing people to buy a house without a realtor. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Like,
0: Thanks Big Corporation. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say no comment.
3: Right, no no comment. <laughs> it's like OpenTable where they sold they used the money that the restaurants paid them to book the reviews to put ads above the restaurant's own listings on Google so that they could get the reservations.
0: Right.
3: It's just circumventing people calling the restaurant instead they go on OpenTable book it and then they charge the restaurant for the booking when the person could have called the restaurant directly anyway.
0: Right. I had no idea actually.
3: So that kind of stuff happens in all kinds of industries. Hmm. It's basically an arbitrage between the person who's looking for it and the person who has the thing.
0: Well, why do you do that? You do that for convenience.
3: Why do You do it for convenience in some cases, but I don't think selling your house for $20,000 less than you would get from a realtor is convenience.
0: Look, I'm on board with that 100%, but I was thinking of the open table thing. I use that all the time. Right. Why do I use it? Because it's convenient or I don't want to bother somebody. How many people say that to me? Shelly, I didn't want to bother you with that showing. So I called Redfin. I don't intend to use them, but they showed me the house.
3: But the restaurant owners— Excuse me? The
0: restaurant restaurant association
3: should have got together and made their own booking system, right? Just like all the taxi cab companies should have got together and made Uber. Right. But they didn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a They're having problems.
3: Right, <laughs> of course. <But> anyway, it's <laughs> like all right. Let's dig. Yeah. Technology is well, definitely gonna have an effect on the industry. I mean, obviously.
0: just this morning, just to give you an antidote, I was on the phone. One of my past clients was, "Can you please call so and so?" They just tried to secure a home with one of I'll just call it iBuy platforms, <laughs> and it went awful. And they got so emotionally invested and everything fell apart. She's beside herself. Can you just call her? So I did that. And I, I told her a little bit about what I'm about and, and what matters to me. And she actually took the words out of my mouth. Quite often, I will say, look, my job is to take you through one of the biggest purchases of your life. There's a lot involved in that emotionally, contractually, I want to be ahead of all of it. I've done this long enough that I want to be the guide. But in the end, it's your gut check, right? And I'm going to be constantly checking in on you. It's not about my paycheck. It's about you getting the house that you want. But this woman, like she beat me right to it. She's like, do you guys have any idea what it's like for us? And this person didn't even care. And yada, yada, yada. And she kind of went on for five minutes. And I just let her talk because... It gives me a sense of what my value is. That's what sets me apart, right? Because I care more than most people, I I feel. And I put more of myself into my clients, I feel, than most people. And that's why other people champion my brand and are ambassadors of my brand and send me referrals because they know that if they send me so-and-so, I'm going to do everything I can to make that experience great for them because that's what sets me apart from the rest of it.
1: And now a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R.
3: I was having lunch with a broker owner the other day, and he said that they had lost a client who had gone with a kind of discount online mm-hmm. service, and they checked back in with them to make sure, like, see how things were going, and they're like, oh, we already sold the house or whatever, right? And so he looked it up, and his estimate is that they lost $50,000 on a $500,000 property.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when I'm on the buy side... I do well in negotiations. I'm not going to lie. I come away because that person's on a salary. They just need to close it. I'm working on behalf of my client. I'm going to take everything I can because that's my job. You know, there's a big difference. (laughs) Right? I I work on behalf of the buyer in that moment. Then I'm going to do everything I can to put them in the best position possible.
3: People have this. I don't know, like hatred of commissioned salespeople, right? Which probably comes from experiences that they or their parents have had in we the past. It cars or whatever it is,
1: right?
0: <laughs> or, We've earned that.
3: You know, wherever you have commissioned salespeople, electronics, stores, or whatever, right? Car salesmen, slab the hood. You have to think about real estate salespeople differently, right? Like a real estate agent is your agent is working on your behalf. Whereas you go to buy a car, there's no one working on your behalf, right? No, no. They're only working on the car dealership's behalf, right? Yeah. And so everybody is pulling that commission person hatred and putting it on someone who's actually supposed to be working on your behalf, right. right? Right. And I mean, you should be either finding someone who can refer you to someone that they trust, that they have done business with, that they know does a good job, mm-hmm. or if you don't know anyone, then you better be interviewing people, right? Right. And I honestly, I haven't looked at all the online services, obviously, but I've heard a lot of bad stories of a lot of people who could have used somebody on their behalf, mm-hmm. you know, standing up for them.
0: Right. That's what we're supposed to do: is champion their best position, and fiduciary duties is priority of mine, right? Of everyone, it should be. And I think I, I agree with you. It totally gets lost. Thanks for saying that. I, I'm going to take that home later and right. think about it some more. But, right. yeah.
3: I hate to see people get taken advantage of, and it happens a lot, right?
0: It does.
3: And even in our industry, it happens, and probably even more in our industry. Every single day, I get an email or a phone call from somebody who's been spammed by some BS SEO company or something who's like, right. there's a problem with your website to make it so that you don't rank number one on Google anymore, and like, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is people don't know. They don't understand the technology they, don't, I don't expect them to understand it, right? You got enough right. to worry about running a business.
2: Mm-hmm. So that that takes me to something you say: work on your business in the morning and in your business in the afternoon.
0: I don't say it, Larry you, Kendall. Larry
2: knows. Kendall says yeah. that. So let's talk about that then.
3: Sales ninja
2: or
0: yeah, ninja he, selling is my yes. yes. ninja yes. selling. And I went to that. And if you're a new agent, I would suggest it 100. percent Basically, that whole thing is about time management. So if you're spending your day just like reacting to emails and texts and you are not going to live with purpose or intention in your business. You can't because you're just reacting to everything. So the philosophy of that is when you get up, you know, do the things that are a priority to you, work on the business of, of doing your note writing, doing all the things that is prospecting and, and getting people into your pipeline. And then in the afternoons, your showings, do your listings appointments, do your home inspections, all of that—that's in your business. But you still need to be prospecting consistently, or you're gonna have this big old roller coaster of business, right? So that's essentially what Larry teaches.
3: I Again, can't own that one. We see that all the time too. So somebody will come to us and they'll be like, they have nothing in the pipeline. Right. They don't have any closings coming up. Everything's done because. They were too busy to market when they were supposedly too busy. Right. That's my air quotes app.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh, I I'm missed it. I was supposed to help. But anyway, the, <laughs> oh. uh,
3: yeah, they get too busy. And this not just real estate, any business, right? Mm-hmm. When they're really busy, they stop marketing. But the problem is you need to be marketing then. Because as soon as the business drops off, now you're scrambling, and then also you don't have the resources because you don't have
2: the business coming in.
0: Right. What you do today affects 90 days from now. Yes. So if you're not prospecting today- Or longer. There's nobody in the pipeline in 90 days.
2: So is that the 90-day rule then? Sure is. Yeah. That's right. That's it.
3: What you do today is how you get clients 90 days from
2: now. And isn't there one about like the people you hang out with and the books we read uh, will tell you where you're going to be in the next five years or something like that?
3: Oh, cool. It's true.
2: Yeah, so if yeah. you're hanging out with trash and not reading, <laughs> then you're probably going to be in the gutter. No, just. You're in a
0: box downtown.
2: You're going to be homeless. Buy that man a costume. great. Membership. That got you uh, Living with a <laughs> cardboard sign and a three legged dog. No, I used to, so I did the whole uh, life insurance thing for a while, sold mm. insurances and stuff like that. And it was during 2012. And that was not a great year for selling no. pretty much anything. Mm. I would meet with families that would be unwilling to get rid of cable because cable. They needed to watch their shows in order to protect their family. And the the final straw for me was I met with a family on a Monday. They were in that same spot, won't get rid of cable to protect the family. Husband dies in a motorcycle accident that weekend. Um. And I'm like, and I'm out because you're trying to help people and stuff like that but you can't help them if they don't want to be helped yeah. it's kind of the same way on the real estate side of it too is there are always going to be the people that want to sell their own home sure like the do-it-yourselfers they fixed everything for on their own for sale by owner yeah they know every what time everything. I
3: drive by a for sale by owner I imagine that like they're throwing their car in the garbage because that's how much money they're going to lose seriously <laughs> you
0: might you might think you might get a good sales price or you don't have to pay commissions to somebody that knows what they're doing Someone's going to get you on repairs so bad. Mm. That person's usually me. (laughs) I mean, you can smell it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Sometimes you can literally smell it. Negotiating
0: is one of my favorite things to do. It's what makes me good at my job. If I can sniff out a weakness, I'm going to take advantage of it because that's what I'm meant to do. In a, of course, genuine, integral way. But if if you've shown me where the money is, I'm probably going to go and get it, right? So...
3: That's
0: funny. I think There's last year my biggest price tag that I could get off of somebody that was didn't really know what they were, they were doing was about $38,000.
2: Wow. So about paying that, you know... That's is, right. It, That's throwing your brand
3: new Tesla in the garbage because yeah. you didn't get $38,000.
2: Oh. Those
0: clients refer me like crazy. <laughs> my commission's still the same, but right. I work hard for the people that I work with. So, And I do wonder, you know... If we were better educating new agents on saving money first, would they have commission breath like they do right now? Mm. You know, And if we can eliminate commission breath, can we stop being so transactional and stop thinking about our next check? You know? I, th- I really think that that now, might can you be define the source.
3: commission breath.
2: You can smell it. You can she smell said. it. It's, it's desperation. I need
0: a sale. Right. You love this house. I know it doesn't fit okay. you. It doesn't check any of your boxes. But can we put it under contract? It smells really bad.
2: Gets, <laughs> they talk really breathy.
3: Evidently, yeah. the, the desperation. Yeah, I it's, it's them, <laughs> they sound like Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, <still laughs> I know you still haven't watched no. it. No, I would. It's not for everyone.
2: I but would assume. So. I think it's entertaining. It's like The Office. It's, it's like, a lot different
3: just, than The Office, nope. so there's a lot more swearing and poop jokes. Of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Haven't watched The Office either. Is that because you gave up cable to get life insurance? That's, well, I did, actually, <laughs> but now I've cut the cable, right. and I pay for more services than I would anyway. So.
0: Me too.
2: Right? Because it got Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Netflix. I mean, but it's
0: better content.
2: Right. I just have Amazon Prime and Netflix. Yeah, you're missing out. But also, again, because
3: I don't have cable anymore, I just got faster internet instead. And I watch YouTube stuff, and I mean, my favorite show's on YouTube, so... What is it? It's a movie review show called (laughs) Half in the Bag, where they get drunk and review movies.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm going to check that out.
3: It's hilarious, I think, anyway. But they also have another show (laughs) where they review these, like, B-movies, like old, kind of bad B-movies. But the worse the movie is, the better, and they all... As a group, watch them all and then they review them and talk about them. Gotcha.
0: I love it. Like that movie, Foo Do you ever watch that one?
3: I did. That one was terrible. <laughs> I told one of my friends to watch it and I didn't tell them it was a fake documentary. Right. And they were really upset because, I mean, it has kind of a like, there's like a rough part in that movie where something tragic happens. And if you don't know that it's a mockumentary, yeah. it's. Kind of takes you you
0: down the well of pain. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fubar is a mockumentary about people who were like are still headbangers and stuff nowadays, but kind of like out of the eighties.
2: They're like shotgun and beers at parties.
0: They go out into the woods. Wow. It's good
2: times. That sounds Scampin'. like a great time. <laughs> you guys are aging yourselves rather, Sorry. rather well. So anyway, back to reality. <laughs> All right. Oops, there goes rabbit. So you, in your book, you mentioned that you had a coach and you refer to them in the book as coach, right? Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about how coaching helped you get started a little quicker or maybe how it got you started faster than others?
0: It's not the traditional coaching there's actually i decided on four positions that i was going to find people for and cuz i r- really didn't know what exactly i needed and who you surround yourself with is incredibly important so it's the coach the visionary the mentor and the accountability partner none of those words are new the coach to me was the person who was sort of like cuz when you're in a startup you're going to fail mm-hmm. a thousand times so She kind of represented or was the person that was like, everything's going to be okay, this is completely normal, get back out there. My mentor, I chose somebody who was running the business that I wanted to run. They were like-minded, they view the world the way I do. The kind of business that she runs I think is remarkable and the kind of human she is in business is awesome. So I just kind of watched every single thing that she did and paid attention. Uh, the visionary was somebody I didn't really talk to a ton, but was trying to change the industry for the better. So kind of a bigger thinker because I was starting out not really knowing what I was doing, but eventually I would like to make the industry better. That mm-hmm. Shouldn't we all be trying to do something bigger, right? right? And then the accountability partner was somebody that was in the trenches with me. We were like looking at the same problems, and I remember one time we were in the office and I'm just like, oh, I don't know this, this. And she's like, yeah, I me mean, neither." And just her saying, I don't know either. I was like, OK, we're facing the same problem. We both can get over the wall together. Let's figure it out. You know, so I think that if you are doing that and don't try and go it alone. It's a lonely space for real right. estate agents. Anyways, you're alone a lot you know, bring in people, don't not hire them. This isn't about money, but bring in people that can influence you in a way. Be intentional about your business, where you want to be in the future, and then bring in those people that not necessarily teach you, but can guide or show you through their own actions. And I think that's one of the best things I've done.
3: A lot of business owners talk about being lonely in their business too. Their families don't necessarily know anything about their industry Mm -hmm. or they're not, you know, immersed in it. So they don't know the terminology and stuff. They don't really have anyone to talk to. Mm -hmm. So it's great to have somebody, you know, like an accountability partner or a coach, or maybe you go to like a business networking group or a mastermind or something like that. Somebody else you could talk to who has the same kind of issues and problems and understands what you're going through.
0: I spread it out over several people just because you don't want to be needy and you're going to have a lot of things that you need at first as a new agent and I just, I tried to spread it out so I wasn't too taxing on everybody's time.
3: That's a good thing with networking groups too. We're in a lot of networking groups. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you've got some people you can talk to and fall back on when you need things and, yeah. you know, it's good to have a, a group. Just like, like most real estates, you have trusted vendors that use for certain things, you sure. know. You know a handyman and a contractor and a carpet cleaner and a, you know, like a, somebody's gonna fix the roof on the house or, you know, whatever those things are. You know, most businesses, you need that kind of circle of people that can get things done for you. And also, it's good to have access right. to people, right? And perspective. You know, when you need it. And
0: perspective. Yeah, absolutely. That's really helpful in growth.
2: Getting out of the commission breath stage, right? Because if you're in it and you're like, no, I, how am I going to pay my mortgage next month and stuff like that? You're freaking out, but somebody else with that outside perspective, like, no, look, you just keep doing what you're doing. Do this maybe a little differently and stuff like that. Then you can have four, four kids in a two-bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Four boys. Yeah, we had we had uh, growing up out there were all three of us brothers so were in the same room. That was rough.
0: I was thinking you were gonna say it was just one big party. One no. big party.
2: No, I was younger by five years. I got my ass kicked on a freaking <laughs> basis.
0: <laughs> I, I grew up in the country. I know about that.
2: Right? That's what
3: (laughs) happened. You know, our house wasn't exactly what we wanted, but the reason we had those trade-offs is because we found out that it was a foreclosure and it was $50,000 cheaper than the other one we were looking at that had everything. And we're like, that's a considerable amount of money six years ago. Like, our house now is cheaper than most people's rent by, you know, almost half.
0: Awesome. You know,
3: so... Having a good agent who can help you with those things. Let me know if you
0: want to leverage it. We can try and get you an investment property.
3: See? Oh, don't worry. That's already in the... It's what in the plan. What kind of legacy you know, would
0: you that. like to leave your kids?
3: Wow. <laughs> you see this? <that>? I know. <laughs> I this understand. it's <laughs> the big box. That's right.
2: Holy shit.
3: My daughter, sorry, Faith, you're going to have to work your arse off. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. That. That's right.
2: Sorry. You're three and a half. You're going to be reading by four. You better get to work. <laughs> get a job. So so you've been doing the real estate thing now for a while, mm-hmm. right? And you wrote this, this book. What's the actual title? Your First 365 Days in Real Estate? Correct,
3: yes.
2: So... How long have you been doing that? And as kind of a second part of that question, you've been in real estate. How long have you been doing real estate now? And is your vision now the same as it was when you first started or has that evolved?
0: That's a really good question. What? Ah, You did it. I've been in it for four years now. When I first started, I decided what the core of my business was. And that trajectory has never changed. I wanted to be about people I wanted to try and and change people's lives, you know. I wanted to be something good in the world. So that's never changed. The way I do it is much different. There's yeah, a lot, there's I... a lot less mistakes. <laughs> well, that's good. Meaning, like when I say mistakes, like wasted time or uh, resources on marketing that was never going to work, or mm-hmm. or databases that didn't make sense, or whatever. I've I've really been able to core in on the things that need my energy the most because prospecting when you're doing when you're in business it's all about prospecting Mm -hmm. and the way that i prospect now is a lot different than i did
2: before you're not just cold calling people now
0: i have never cold called
2: oh that's good you're not robo dialing robo no
0: i don't i've never well no i've never cold called (laughs) anyone it's always (laughs) been shelly can you please call so
2: and so all right that's good That's really nice. It's it's really nice to call a warm lead. Somebody who knows you're gonna be calling. Right.
0: Here's how that works is I consistently check in on my people, either by phone, writing letters, whatever. And it's usually in conversation when I'm going through Ford, which is everybody knows about that.
3: I don't think anybody outside of the real estate world would
0: know that. Yeah. It's family occupation, recreation, dreams. So if I'm calling you and I'm, hey, how's the family?
3: They're All good. right, let's do a let's do a fake phone call.
0: Really? I'm Jeremy gets put on again. spot. No
3: right, pressure. So you're calling Jeremy. Don't screw it up. Yeah, well, how would you
0: she know
2: about my family though?
0: <laughs> I don't know a lot about. Oh, let's try. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's the family?
2: Good. Damien's getting too big. Too big? How old is he now? He's six. He's six. He won a prize yesterday. Oh, an award. Tell it's me, the about cow award. The cow award. The cow award. What he do you have to do to get the cow award? He had to be kind. I don't remember the other two. Something about kindness.
0: Kindness. <laughs> but he did okay with it. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> How's the job going?
2: Uh, it's going good, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. going great. I, yeah. heard, so, I
0: heard you just your growth is wonderful.
2: Yeah. That's growing awesome. so so big.
0: <laughs> you going anywhere this year? Going uh, away for the holidays?
2: Montana. Montana. Going to the wife's family. Wife's family. Yeah.
0: Y- is that a good thing?
2: <laughs> we'll find out.
0: <laughs> Careful how I, you answer that I, on this microphone.
2: <laughs> they
3: they liked By the me. By time, last time this airs, I saw
2: you'll already be back. So oh, it perfect. Matter. It should be interesting. Right. That's for sure. Awesome.
0: So now that you've been in the house for a little bit, mm-hmm. anything you like, dislike about it?
2: Uh, I wish the yard was a little bigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: other than that, it's great.
0: And now that the baby's six, do you feel like you need more room? Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Maybe we should get together later on, and maybe you're not ready now, but let's have coffee, you know, get a five year plan in place.
2: Cool. Sounds great.
0: Okay, cool. I'll call you later. We'll set up a time.
2: All right. Bye.
0: Bye.
2: See? See? Let's go to that. that. Ford. Ford. So, um, <laughs> there's All
3: the a lot of real estate
0: of... agents out there are like, right. no. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: no <laughs> That's
0: not how you do it. That chick no. doesn't know anything. <laughs> I think, I
3: think it's, Probably, this comes up over and over and over. I mean, we probably talked about this on almost every single episode of the podcast since we started, and that's been almost 50 episodes now, is that follow-up is where all the money is made. Absolutely. And follow-up is the biggest problem that people have getting done. Right. In every business. I agree with you. So put a system in place. You You have to have a system, a follow-up system, and you got to follow it.
0: I'll actually shout out Ross right now. The Sphere uh, database CRM when you, so it tells you who to call. When you click on it, you can put in notes and it allows you to put a follow up into your calendar. Right. So
3: that's Sphere CRM?
0: I think the website is usphere.com. Yep. So check it out. Love you,
3: Ross. Full disclosure, we've done some work with Sphere in the past. It's a great system.
0: Yeah, I use it. It's
3: great. We don't use it for our CRM. But we're not in real estate. But yeah, I have an account and I've checked it out and messed with it and stuff. It's really, I like the way it tracks your goals and stuff like that.
0: And yeah. And you get to see where you are. Yeah, right? you get to see where you are in your plan. We're all the ones that got
2: away. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's the part. <laughs> that's, that's the part that hurts.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, bird.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness.
3: Tell me about when you were in Portland Real Producer magazine. That was Would you they like did. They did like a couple-page little write-up on it, you. Is yeah. was it? Is it the rising star? They
0: did. Yes.
3: Rising yeah. star.
0: Thank So we know you Tiffany
3: them. Larson, right? That runs the magazine. So, anyways, I get the magazine. I saw you in it, and I didn't make the connection until I actually went to look you up online. Oh, really? Last night, I was kind of doing a little bit more research, and it's I saw it on your website, and I'm like, I read that on the
0: You're perhaps a little late. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: well, I didn't know what you looked like, so I hadn't made the connection that you were on the magazine cover, right? Back to the face for radio thing. Face for radio,
2: yeah. yeah. I think you had blonde hair on the picture. On the-
0: no, that's Heather. Oh, that's she Heather. She was on the cover.
2: That was close. Now you should know. Anyway, so Rising Star, is that what that is?
0: Yeah, they featured me as a rising star just... You know, my hope is just to, I went through all those things. I learned a lot. And the whole purpose of the book and the Rising Star thing is to reach back to other people who are where I was and just kind of pull them forward. So I'm grateful to them that they put that in. I mean, I'm a little bit modest and shy about it. I'm not going to lie. You can probably see the rest. She's modest and
2: shy. She is I'm losing
0: it. I'm leaving, guys. (laughs) That's
2: it. I'm super here. Modest, I'm grateful
0: to them, but when it, it comes
2: wonderful. down to it, she's kind of a big deal. So That's right. Just throwing that out there. So
3: um, a lot of people in business in general and small businesses, I would say even more so in like real estate, insurance, mortgage, those kind of areas mm-hmm. are kind of, there's not very many people who want to help each other out and build each other up versus people who want to cut each other down to kind of get ahead. And as Gary V. kind of says, it's it's... Build a big building by building a big bigger building, not by cutting down the size of the buildings I around totally
0: you. Totally agree, yeah. Back to Larry, uh, he talks about scarcity, or how you view the world with scarcity right. or abundance. And I have never looked at it with scarcity. There is enough for everyone. Absolutely. And if actually, if we could all get just a little bit better, people are going to view our entire industry differently. It's true. And there are no places for digital buying anymore because we all have seen and are working our value. I will always turn back and try and help. People have done it for me. That's how I got here, you know? Yeah, we try to help
3: people all the time. That's why we're doing a podcast.
0: I mean, I just named four of those positions, four people my first year that helped me right, get right. past it all. I wouldn't be sitting here.
3: Now, are you in one of those positions for someone else now? Several. Several? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of ranging between, um, I'm not a visionary, I don't think. Maybe like a mostly accountability partner, a little bit mentor.
2: Good, okay, okay. good. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice to help out new real estate agents or something like that, what yeah. would it be? Like if, if you didn't have the coaches or anything like that and you were just like, I'm going to do this, what would be that one thing that you would tell somebody that they should do?
0: I would strongly suggest that you view yourself as a startup business. You are a startup business. Put that in your brain right now. You're gonna wear a million hats from finance to marketing director to CEO. You are a startup business. You need a startup budget. Don't quit your job um, until you have saved enough to be you know, covering your mortgage, covering the fees. As soon as you get licensed, RMLS fees, PMAR fees, all of it starts coming in, and you don't know when you're going to sell a house. So prepare for that. Prepare, I would prepare six months to a year of everything that you might need in that year because the last thing that you need to do is forget why you're doing it. You're there for the client. You cannot be there for your check. So my biggest advice is... Like, set yourself apart right away by not having to worry about money, because everybody else is.
3: Right, and most businesses are like that. But in real estate especially, I mean, if it takes you 90 days just to find a client, how long does it take to close the house, you know, before you even get the check? It's five, six months out from starting. That's if you're doing a good job, and and you kind of get the ball rolling, and you You get lucky, You might rock it.
0: You might sell 15 houses. Awesome. And you have a startup budget that you don't need, you can put back into something else. Right. But just don't start behind the eight ball. That's my biggest suggestion to people.
3: One thing that I would also go, and this is not just for real estate agents, but for anyone, marketing tech software is a huge thing now. Like the MarTech used to have like 300 types of marketing software. That was like all there was. Right. I think that was 2008 that they started that. Now it's like, I think it was, was it 40,000 pieces of marketing software out now, and that's supposed to grow to 80,000 the next year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. People spend ungodly amounts of money on marketing software. Right. And they should be spending the money on marketing. Right. Not on the software to do the marketing.
0: Right. Spend it on your people.
3: Yeah. Some software, I mean, it is cheap and easy to use, but it adds up fast. Just take everybody who got rid of cable, like we were talking about earlier, and now they have Netflix and Hulu and Google Plus and CBS Access and whatever, and it adds up to more than they were paying in for cable in the first place, right? Right. I
0: think we both said that, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does. (laughs) Um, Right, but if you get that's (laughs) your
3: software, and you've got some kind of like you know your database software, and then you've got Instagram software and Facebook software and social Mm -hmm. media post scheduling software, and you've got mailers and your using some kind of, you know, printers for your RMLS listings and you've got whatever else, right? Right. You could actually be spending that money on things where you can make connections with people and meet more people and make more actual relationships right. rather than trying to yell in a crowded room with every other real estate agent who's yelling in the same room.
0: Totally agree. Your biggest hurdle is trust. How do you do that? You're not going to do it on a Facebook ad.
3: Right. It's hard to make a relationship from behind a desk. Sure. Well, Shelly,
2: thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me. This is a great conversation. We try to do that.
2: (laughs) We do all right. Uh, Matt, thank you as always. You're welcome. And we will see you guys on the next episode. All right. Thanks, Shelly.
0: Thank you.
1: This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters.
2: Join us next week as we talk about 2020, the year of vision, and three things
1: that business owners should watch out for. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.